Bikurim Perik Base Mishnah Base two two. We now compare certain aspects in which Meiser Sheni and Bikurim are similar, and those aspects don't apply to Truma. So the Mishnah says Yesh Maser. There are certain things that apply to Meiser, and again, Meiser here means Meiser Sheni Uva Bikurim and also Bikurim, Masha'enken Betruma, that do not apply to regular Truma Gadola. First of all, Sha'amaser Bikurim to Unen Havas Makom. There's requirements by both Maeser Sheni as well as uh, Bikurim, they need to be brought to a particular place in Yerushalayim. When it comes to Bikurim, it has to be actually to the Har Habayas, as we learned before, and when it comes to Maeser Sheni, anywhere in Yerushalayim will be sufficient for eating it there inside the walls, um, but there's no such thing when it comes to truma. You can give your local Kohen truma even, you know, in Tel Aviv, and that's no problem, no reason to bring the truma up to Yerushalayim. Second of all, Utu'unam Vidui, there's a special recitation that's required um, and necessitated both by Maestro Sheni as well as Bikurim. The Bikurim we've discussed a little bit already, that's brought um, to the base of Mikdash, and, and there's a procedure done with the Bikurim in the basket in front of the Mizbeach, where the psukim are read, um, that start with Arami Ovid Avi, the same psukim that we darshan in the Haggadah Seder, the Seder and Pesach, I should say, in the Haggadah. Um, and so that's a special recitation. And similarly, there's a requirement of the Vidui Hamaisras done at the end of um, the two three year mini cycles, agricultural cycles, meaning on the last day of Pesach in the fourth year, on the last day of Pesach. Of the seventh year, those two Yom Tovs, there is a special recitation um, said, the Vidui HaMaisras, where one affirms that he has done everything he is supposed to have done in terms of gifts to the poor and giving portions to the to the Levi and the Kohen, etc., um, and that he did everything as he should have and requests just as we did what we were charged with doing regarding our cultural process, so too we ask Hashem to look out from his um, holy place and uh, and bless us continue to let us have um, the bounty of the land. So that recitation also is a vidui and is required, and there's no such thing when it comes to a truma. There's no special recitation when one gives truma. The surin laonin, they, meaning Maeser Shani as well as Bikurim, are forbidden to someone who's an aninus. An onin is someone who um, is in the intense stage of mourning called aninus, um, which is occurring on the day that his relative passed away. When I say relative, I mean one of the Zion Krovum, the seven relatives um, that are particularly close to a person. That is to say, mother-father, sister-brother, son-daughter, or wife. So once it's in um, Aninus that first day of the, the Petira, of the death of that relative, and there's a variety of things that one is just exempt from, and it's forbidden for a person to eat Trumas uh, Meiser, excuse me, Meiser um, Shani in the state of Aninus. The Pasuk says, actually, in the video, a person says, he says, Lo Achalti Baoni Mimanu, I didn't partake of the Meiser Shani in the state of Aninus. When it comes to Bikurim, um, the Pasuk says, V'samachta B'cholatov, you will rejoice in all the good. And the drush is that the Bikurim can only be eaten in a state of simcha, and it's impossible to be in a state of simcha while one's in a ninus, and, and they can't, one can't rejoice in an intense state of mourning, and therefore, um, according to the Tana here, it's forbidden for a Kohen to eat Bikurim when he is an Onan. Uh, worth noting that um, the aninus 
also continues on as the night after the burial, after that first day, Midurabanan, and therefore these Yisroim would continue on Midurabanan into that, that night. Um, fine, none of that applies to Truma, Truma Gadola, a person could eat, a Kohen could eat Truma in a state of aninus. Um And therefore, Rabbi Shimon, who actually doesn't take, um, he doesn't accept that the Samachta, you, you'll rejoice when it comes to Bikurim, um, as requiring one to refrain from Bikurim if he's in a state of aninus. He equates simply Bikurim with Truma, since the Bikurim are called Truma Yadecha. And that being the case, um, he, Rabbi Shimon Matir, Rabbi Shimon allows a person to eat Bikurim in a state of aninus. Um, Rabbi Shimon is going to argue a bunch of times in the Mishnah here, and the halacha does not follow him in any of those occasions. So the halacha is that one may not eat Bikurim in a state of aninus. Now, actually, I should have mentioned, uh, when we talk about the vidui, the recitation one says upon the end of the cycle regarding having disposed of and given away all of the various um, agricultural gifts. So we're saying here that it does apply to Meister Shani, but doesn't apply to Truma. So you should ask, well, in the vidui, we talk about having given all the gifts, and that includes both Meister Shani as well as Truma. We talk about having... Um, given the appropriate gifts to Levi, etc., which is the Truma. So the answer is that what necessitates the recitation of this vidui is the Maeser Sheni, and having been consumed fully, or otherwise um, been destroyed of beer. So that is, and not Truma. So for example, if hypothetically a person um, purchased a field in the third year of the seven-year cycle, which is not a Maeser Sheni, but a Maeser Oni year, excuse me, Maeser Ani year, and there is no Maestro Shani given. So in such a year, if, if he didn't have any Maestro Shani that needed to be um, consumed or disposed of, so then he wouldn't recite the Vidui. The point is that the Vidui is specifically um, caused because of the Maestro Shani and not because of Truma, and that's the point of the Mishnah. The next aspect is Vachayavan Babiur. They, meaning Maestro Shani as well as Bikurim, are obligated in Biur as opposed to Truma, which is not. Now, what does that mean? That means when one gives Truma to a Kohen, so then the Kohen can keep what you gave him past the beer deadline. You'll recall there's a beer deadline that occurs also at the end of the two, three-year mini-cycles, meaning an Erev Pesach of the fourth year and Erev Pesach of the seventh year. There is a deadline by which time one has to have given away all of his Truma Samaisras. Um, and that means he has to give truma to the Kohen. Um, if he didn't, then it has to be disposed of. And when it comes to Meister Shani, there's actually a window you can keep the Meister Shani um, for the last week of Pesach and consume it in Yerushalayim. Um, so it's, that's an exception to beer, that you can keep enough for the week. In any case, the point is once you've given, and let me clarify, and what you have not given, if you fail to give to any Kohen the trumas that you have, for example, so then at the point of beer, when that deadline arrives, you have to destroy that truma. Now, once a Kohen has received his truma, he's not obligated to destroy it. He can keep it for as long as he wants through the beer deadline, once he's received it. So the point is that beer does not apply to truma because the Kohen could keep it. But when it comes to Maestro Shani, um, there is a requirement for beer, and you can't keep it past the deadline. By the end of Pesach of the fourth and seventh year, it has to be consumed or um, disposed of. We're saying here that that um, Bikurim is the same, like Maestro Shani, that 
even after you give Bikurim to the Kohen, he can't let it linger. When the deadline comes for Biur, Er Pesach year 4 and year 7 of the Shemitah cycle, the Kohen too must dispose of any Bikurim in his possession. That's the point of the Mishnah. Rabbi Shimon Poter, Rabbi Shimon disagrees with that. Rabbi Shimon again says that um, we treat Bikurim like Truma, and therefore, once it's been given to a Kohen, he can keep it for as long as he wishes. Um, halacha, however, follows the Tanakhama, so once again, um, there is a beer deadline, the Halacha, for Bikurim. The next is Vasurin Kol Shehein Mileachol both Meiser Sheni and Bikurim, which must be eaten in Yerushalayim, the missionary says that they, if they get into a mixture, let's say with chulin, regular food, so min bamino. So for example, you had one Bikurim or one Meiser Sheni pomegranate, and it gets mixed up with lots of other regular pomegranates. So normally the rule is that there's there's a bitzel. If you're talking about Bikurim, you need 101 pomegranates, 100 chulin to one um Bikurim pomegranate, and if it would be uh, Meister Shani, since this is called the Min Bimino Yavash Biyavish, you would need simply a simple majority. If you had three pomegranates, two of them were regular Chulun pomegranates, and one was uh, Meister Shani pomegranate, so then you could eat all three of them, even outside of Yerushalayim. However, in Yerushalayim, if that would happen, meaning that you have a mixture that contains Chulun and Meister Sheni, or Chulin and Bikurim, we're going to say that that mixture is forbidden in any amount, Kol Shehen, meaning even if it's only one part Bikurim for a million parts, like one little tiny pomegranate seed against a million pomegranate seeds of Chulin, um, <clears throat> the whole mixture is forbidden in Yushalayim. And the reason why is because, although the, normally the rules of Bitzel apply, as we sort of laid out, there are a number of exceptions where Bitzel doesn't occur Midorabun. And those exceptions um, typically are where um, the isser, the forbidden component, is just considered to be too significant to be bottle, midrabbanon. But another reason why is the rule of called called adavar sheyeshlo matirin. If you have um, a forbidden food, which actually in some scenarios is really permitted, we don't. The rabbi didn't see um, a reason why we should go lenient and allow you to let bittul occur when you could just manage to eat the whole thing better. In other words. We're going to say that there's this one forbidden piece of pomegranate and this huge mix of pomegranates, so why should we um, let you eat that forbidden pomegranate, allowing bittel to occur, when there's a way you can eat the whole mixture all beheter in a permitted way? And what is that? In Yerushalayim. While you're in Yerushalayim, there's no reason all the Meister Shane in the world, you can eat all that pomegranate, chulin and Meister Shane together, all in Yerushalayim. So there's no reason, since it's permitted and not Isser in Yerushalayim, it's only Isser when you take it out of Yerushalayim, so therefore we won't let bittel occur. And the same goes with Orla. Excuse me, excuse me. The same goes with Bikurim. It can be eaten by the Kohanim in Yerushalayim, and therefore, while in Yerushalayim, um, there'll be no possibility of Bittal, meaning one part against a million is still all forbidden outside of Yerushalayim uh, because of Devarm Shesh Lamatir, and there are things that could be eaten in a permitted way. In contrast, once or if the mixture is outside of Yerushalayim, and that mixture occurs out there, so then, since outside of Yerushalayim it is Isser and Heter, it's a mixture of forbidden and permitted things together. We don't say that's a davar shesh We don't say that's been called a way it's been that could be eaten um, in a permitted way because the Bartonor sp- speaks out, this is the sheet of the Bartonor, we'll stick to that, that um, since there's a 
a big tircha, a big effort required to bring it all up to Yerushalayim, it's no longer called a davar sheish l'matirin. That's not something that could be done beheter. That would require you know, a great a great effort to bring it all up, and we don't require you to do that. So therefore, outside of Yerushalayim, bitzel does occur in the usual amounts, like I described before, like 101 for the Bikurim, and even a simple majority of three um, for the Meisr Sheni. But in Yerushalayim, asurim kol shehen, any amount of Meister Shani or Bikurim in a mix makes the whole mixture forbidden and must be all eaten in Yerushalayim. In the case of Bikurim, must be eaten by a Kohen. Next, Vigdulehen Asurin Meleachol Yerushalayim, Aflazarm Vilabahema. Now, this means that the things that grow from seeds that had the Kadusha of Meister Shani or Bikurim, so the things that grow from that also are restricted as Meister Shani or Bikurim. So, for example, if I had Meister Shani wheat, kernels, or Bikurim wheat kernels, and then those got, um, even if they got uh, mixed up with other um, chulin wheat kernels, so the whole mixture, if I plant it in Yerushalayim, all remains forbidden as Maestro Shani, or as Bikurim as the case may be. This in contrast to Truma. The usual rule of Truma is that Gedule Truma is Truma, that's true, um, that if one takes truma wheat and plants it, what grows out of the ground, be treated as wheat, that's truma status also. Um, but that's assuming that it's not adulterated. If you have a mixture of truma with chulin and you plant that mixture, so then um, after the fact, what grows is permitted even to a non-kohen. So we're contrasting a mixture that contains truma and chulin, which would be permitted even to non-kohanim, with a mixture of Bikurim and Chulin, or Meister Shani and Chulin, which, at least inside of Yerushalayim, um, would be forbidden even to a, in the case of Bikurim, forbidden to a non-Kohen, and, and in the case of Meister Shani, uh, forbidden to be eaten outside of Yerushalayim. Worth noting, there is a Mishnah in Trumos, the ninth parak, um, which says exactly not like this. It says that Kedule Bikurim and Meister Shani are mutter um, in a mixture, and the difference is that that's one possibility is that that's talking about outside of Yerushalayim, and our mission here is talking about inside of Yerushalayim. Um, another possibility is, gonna, is that that mission goes according to Rabbi Shimon, who in a moment will say it's mutter, that a mixture is if, of chulin and bikurim, or chulin and maestrini, is permitted even in Yerushalayim to non kohanim in case of bikurim, or to be taken out of Yerushalayim for, um, etc., for uh, maestrini. Now, the mission also said it's af lazarim v'lebehema, which means the restrictions um, are not just um, on on uh, the Yerushalayim component of it. It's also saying that they're f- we treat the mixture as fully usher, meaning in the case of Bikurim, a non-Kohen simply can't eat, eat in the mixture. And in the case of Meister Shani, which you normally, um, you if it was a mixture outside of Yerushalayim, you could feed to animals. We're saying you may not, because you can't feed Meister Shani to animals, you may not feed this mixture. So they grew out of this mixed seeds that grew new, um, grain say you can't feed that grain to animals in Yerushalayim. And Rabbi Shimon Matar, Rabbi Shimon disagrees. He's referring only on the on the the things that grew from the ground, meaning um, he agrees that a mixture does forbid in any amount. But if you had a mixture that plants in the ground, what comes out of the ground is uh, permitted and unrestricted. It's just considered regular chulin. Again, the halacha like Rabbi Shimon. So all those hari elu b'maaser, those things apply to meiser. Again, meiser here means meiser sheni. Get your pencil out and write meiser sheni. And ubikurim, and also it's bikurim, ma'ashein ken betruma, but they don't apply to truma, as I just explained.